What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Halftime Snacks podcast. This show features short interviews that you can listen during the halftime of your favorite sports events. Every Tuesday, I host fun conversations with talented people in the sports industry, where we'll learn from their stories, knowledge, and experiences. So go grab your favorite snack and come snack with us. Are you ready? Let's go. Today's episode features a former Division I quarterback, coach, and entrepreneur. He's the CEO and founder of Snap Mobile, a platform that aims to improve the fundraising process for educational programs and youth sports teams. Their mission is to simplify program management, allowing visibility and financial transparency, building successful athletic and extracurricular programs that can positively impact kids beyond their high school years. Their signature product, SnapRace, is the largest digital fundraising tool in the U.S. for high school programs, and it has been used by over 88,000 teams and clubs, raising a collective $500 million. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce Cole Morgan. What's up, Cole? How are you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Good man, how are you? I'm what doing great. Yeah, man, we 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 keep the energy levels high. Uh, we bring we bring the hype, and we're so happy and pumped that you're here with us, joining us all the way from LA. Uh, called Halftime Snacks, as I mentioned previously, is a place where we get to meet you, you know, in the closest way as possible, and we want to learn everything about you. Uh, but right before that, we're gonna you know roll it up uh, with an icebreaker, something you know something funny and something fun. I wonder, man, you that you played almost pro in in. Uh, uh, in college uh, sports, I wonder what was your ritual to get in the zone before you know games and before going out there. Yeah, that's interesting. So you started you started out hot, uh, and I, I I run pretty hot too. Uh, not like a temper wise, but I get pretty fired up. And so I actually used to listen to. Um, I would have to do the opposite, like you know, a lot of you know men and women when they're getting ready for their athletic event or whatever their their performances. They're they're listening to like some sort of pump up music. I actually would listen to the Babyface and Eric Clapton MTV Unplugged CD uh, on repeat. So it would, it would. I needed to be calm. I needed to calm down. So yeah, it's Eric Clapton. Nice and Babyface. Nice Eric Clapton, man. Yeah. I'm adding it to my list. I'm gonna try it out and I'm let you. I'm gonna let you know what I feel. Probably it's gonna be something good. Ah, uh, cool, man. Yeah. Now it's time to get into some serious stuff. Um, first of all, I want to know exactly. Man, your story a little bit as as an athlete, as an almost pro athlete that, you know, devoted most of his young uh, years to to playing the sport that probably influenced a lot on what you're doing right now in terms of how you see it and how you want to influence it and change it. So I, won I wonder what was the process of becoming, you know, a star athlete in high school and college? What what that process looked like for you? What does it take? Well, I would say if I was a star athlete in college, then I would be playing professionally. So I was just an okay athlete in college. Uh, but the process for me was was relentless commitment to it, uh, which I think I've carried into the into the business world, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But You know, I didn't feel like I was the, the greatest athlete on the field, but I did feel like I was pretty smart. Um, I felt like I could study harder than most. Um, you know, unfortunately, I applied that mainly to athletics and not to scholastics. Um, but yeah, I felt like I felt like my real my real advantage was uh, outthinking my opponent, uh, being more prepared 
than everyone. Again, definitely take the, the preparedness into, um, into, you know, the, the, the business space for sure. Um, I, I view that, um, you know, like if, if you think about how a, a quarterback has to prepare for third down, right? Uh, third down, you know, there's different down and distances. You can get uh, defenses have different tendencies on third down. Um, and so you, you kind of always have to prepare for a counter punch to whatever the defense is going to bring to you. And I feel like running the business is always preparing, you know, three or four counter punches to whatever you may see uh, coming at you from a defense. So I guess that's the way that I attacked football is the same way that I attack work. I know that that was a, a, a sports question, but I would just say it was relentless commitment. No, I love it. It, it. it shows that you are more on the strategy side probably and that, and that, you know, makes you the mastermind behind, behind Snap, which we're going to talk about in a second. But I, w I want to ask you, like, how quickly did you fell into the world of entrepreneurship? Like once you, you know, for those listening that don't really know how, what was the transition like from playing, you know, college sports to being an entrepreneur? What was the transition like? How many years you spent doing the things you did in between? Or if you didn't, like, just explain us a little bit of how, how that transition happened. Yeah, that's, a, that's really interesting. Um, Interesting question. I, I hope the stories is interesting. Um, I was, uh, so my, my first kind of like, first of all, I would never define myself as an entrepreneur. Um, I would say that anything that I've ever done is I've chased passion. Um, I wouldn't say I'm an entrepreneur, uh, but one of the first things I did, it kind of goes back to like the, the football thing about not feeling athletically like I could be better than everybody. Uh, and I felt like mentally I could be better. So I actually developed a product when I was in school and I was playing football that helped speed up uh, the synapses between the eyes and the brain so that you could process information more quickly. Uh, and I pitched that to a company that embeds uh, two high-speed cameras in the back of a computer screen. And I wanted to use that. It was when Tim Tebow was coming out. And I used Tim Tebow Uh, as a reference point for how he was working on his mechanics, if you're a dork like I am, uh, how he was working on his mechanics to speed up his release time. And I wanted to speed up how fast we processed quarterbacks and athletes, how fast we processed information uh, in order to react more quickly, because I didn't feel like I could physically do any more than I was already doing. So that was my first real entrance. And then I started a football camp and then I started uh, selling discount cards and cookies and Uh, you know, right after that and kind of while I was doing that, I uh, also started Snap. And so then the discount cards and cookies fell off, the football camp fell off and then uh, Snap stuck. It just it just took off like a rocket ship. All right. And for those listening that are listening, Snap, 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 Snap Race, Snap Mobile, man, they must be thinking about Snapchat and that you're Evan Spiegel or some some weird shit like that. No. What what's going on with your brand? What's up with like what's 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 the name of the company? What are you guys trying to convey with with the branding? What uh, each one of the products mean? Just give us a little bit of an overview of what you mean with the brand and what Snap means. Yeah. So as you think about like um, you know, I, I would I would assume that a lot of the listeners are um, you know either starting companies, running companies uh, in the midst of that process for us, we started a snap mobile with really big dreams, right. Of, of the fact that we could become more than just a fundraising product. We knew our first product was going to be fundraising. So the snap mobile with snap raise is the fundraising product. And what happened is snap raised caught fire. Um, and we almost could never grow out of the fact that we were kind of a one trick pony with this, you know, group based crowdfunding platform aimed specifically at, you know, 
athletics and activity groups. And so right now we're in the process of finally, we've got the right team in place, we've got the right funding to really expand back into that original Snap Mobile concept. So it's, it's uh, I apologize that the branding is a little confusing right now, but we're right in the middle of the transition. We just, you know, we took off, we, we grew so fast, so quickly, we hired most people under the under the the idea of snap raise and it just took off in that direction we could almost never find the time because it was growing so quickly to pivot to a larger snap mobile that's super interesting and the main idea of snap of course is to well snap mobile snap raise is to raise money to support programs uh for high schools and and um and other extracurricular programs that uh, are hosted there what were some of the different challenges, if you want to share like two or three challenges that you faced uh, at the beginning, right? When you were trying to sell or when you're trying to pitch to investors or to, you know, potential customers, what were some of the challenges that you faced right at the beginning of this idea? Yeah, I think on the investor side, we didn't have any um, when we first started. We didn't have any for, for three years, uh, three or four years. Um, and so it was really hard. The, the, the biggest challenge was not the market or understanding the market. I knew that like the back of my hand, I grew up in it, played sports. My parents were our booster club, you know, presidents. Or, yeah, I don't know if they were the presidents, but they were involved in the booster club. My grandpa owned a sporting goods store. Um, you know, like I grew up in that, that world. I, I did fundraising. So understanding the market was super easy conveying to others why the market was important, like those outside of it. So investors, things like that early on, you know, why this is a real problem worth solving, why this is a market, why you should be involved, how big it could be, what are, you know, what our growth metrics look like, all that stuff, extremely difficult. Um, so we just, we just pushed forward knowing that we knew our market better than anybody and, and that we were getting traction. I mean, it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't blissful ignorance, you know, like, it was working. We were hiring people. We were raising money. Uh, we were generating revenue. You know, so we knew it was working. It was just a really hard time early on because we're really first to do this in the, in the way that we've done it within schools. Um, so telling that story to external investors or even my parents as to why it was important was hard. Uh, that's a that's a great point. And you were talking a little bit about Snap Raise, which is you know pro, the main product of uh, of of Snap. Uh, but I wonder, like, what other lines of product uh, do you have in mind? Maybe not for now, but for the next couple of projects or things that you want to develop. What are some things that you're currently looking at in terms of, you know, adding it to the product lines of, of Snap? Yeah. So one of the big issues that happens in schools right now is the issue of financial transparency. So money coming in and then having oversight. Of how, of how and where that money is coming from, right? And so we've launched what, what we call Snap Insights, which gives an administrator the ability to have oversight. You know, this could be like a club organizer or a school administrator, or, you know, school superintendent, whatever, to have oversight and accountability of all of the revenue streams that are coming into their schools. So that's a different, that's a, that's a new product for us that's, that we landed probably six or seven months ago and we've got a ton of traction. I think we already have four or 500 schools on that, on that product. Um, uh, and then we've got, and then we're actually, we layered in a new product called Snap Spend, uh, which gives financial transparency going uh, out of the program. So where are these uh, coaches, group leaders, school administrators, uh, program leaders, where are they spending their money and how? 
and then issuing them debit cards. Because one of the biggest problems that schools have today is that they have these purchase cards and they only have a couple to go around an entire department, but they have 30 or 40 people that actually need to spend money on behalf of the department. And so we're issuing those administrators or those coaches debit cards that are uh, for approved vendors, approved locations. You know, you can't go to nefarious places and use the, the school's account or the school's money. Um, but it gives the ability to the, the assistant football coach who's maybe taken the freshman team on a trip, uh, you know, down the you know, to, to a crosstown rival, uh, gives them the ability to reach into their wallet and grab a debit card that's associated with the fundraising account, not their own personal debit card, and then they have to get reimbursed. So it just makes things a lot easier. So really financial transparency of money both in and out uh, of the pro of the program and of the school is, is where we're headed. One of the words, the keywords that is uh, resounding in my mind with everything that you're explaining to us is control. I think I feel like what you guys offer really is the control of everything that goes on, you know, in high school departments and that they, it gives them the ability to manage and measure and improve, right? Optimize what they do, what they spend, where they spend it. I wonder how much of a value do this uh, high schools programs um, and others how much they value this in terms of like control is it a priority for them is it a second entire priority is it is this something that is opening your doors for things that they value and prioritize more than control or control is like the ultimate thing most important thing that high schools value when it when it comes to uh you know managing and, and and knowing what is going on around there yeah you're thinking like a real product person right now that's uh that is really um administrative oversight and control is really important for um the school administrator um transparency you know in and out because when when gifts are made um they're they to schools to public schools especially they become gifts of public funds um and so you know they they need to be I don't want to say it's it's impossible to use the tagline audit proof, but they need to have all of the tools um, possible to defend themselves in any sort of an audit. And I think what we're doing is we're giving them that for the first time that they've never had. So that equals control. Really, the the, the thing we're giving them, though, is we're, we're just trying to solve a problem of You know, if you go to an activities director, you'll see a, a stack of paper on their desk. You go to an athletic director, you'll see they, they, these people have so many things to do, um, as well as just, you know, trying to keep track of everything that's going on with the thousand plus people that are in their departments, including the kids and the families. Just try to make their lives easier. I, I know that you guys raised some some capital on Series B funding round recently and that you also acquired a, a fintech company and you're also interested in e-commerce and in a marketplace so there's like many verticals that you are looking at Cole in what ways do you see those verticals disrupting or changing the way things are done at a high school level college level or even pro level yeah um I think you know again we're really focused on the high school level um By virtue of building what we're building, which is this entire, what we're calling operating system, you know, that's really the heart of it uh, for administrators, school programs. Um, we may end up in the college space, maybe some of the small colleges, middle schools and clubs, uh, but, uh, you know, 
think it goes back to the original comment with Ray's. Like we're very focused on this one thing. Um, but by virtue of building this thing correctly, we may end up in some other spaces. So uh, you mentioned e-commerce. We're really excited about it. Um, we've got our own uh, warehouse operations. We fulfill about a half a million units a year already before we've even launched. Um, so e-commerce is a big is a big opportunity for us. I think that there's going to be some interesting partners that show up in our e-commerce platform. Uh, you know, you're going to be able to buy your school gear and maybe other teams gear as well. Um, you may be able to buy equipment uh, sometime soon. You may be able to buy used equipment sometime soon because we want to make sure that um, there's no reason that a kid can't participate. And so we want to be able to offer to all of our, uh, all of our students, all of our, uh, our families, the ability to buy both new and used equipment uh, in our e-commerce platform. I love it. I love it. Um, you've been speaking a lot about obvious flaws in the industry. I wonder if there are some less obvious flaws things that are going on on high schools that most people don't know about uh, or things that, you know, could be product or of different pro uh, problems that we don't know about. I wonder if you could just maybe explain to us what is your vision in terms of the future, attacking different flaws that are not obvious in all this like area of control that we sp we're speaking about. Uh, what are things that people listening don't know that happen in high school departments that you know, because you've been there, you know the, the market is ex experientially well, and you know that happens and that you are here to solve it, maybe not now, but in like a couple of years or months for sure. I think the, the amount of things that a administrator or a coach has to manage um, technically are insane. Uh, they believe that it's normal to have, you know, seven or eight different logins for doing basically the same thing. One place to up, you know, you have to upload your roster into this feature to do an e-commerce store. You have to upload your roster in here to do fundraising. You have to upload your roster in there to manage your schedule. You have to, uh, you know, you put schedule managers in three different places. You have to communicate with the state with this completely different login. You have to pay your referees with a completely different login. Uh, what I think people don't know is that it's not fair to ask that of people that we really just want to be investing in our kids and developing our students. Uh, I think that's probably the thing that is most underappreciated is the taxes that we're putting on these people. We expect them to communicate via Twitter. We expect them to have a great website. We expect them to have streaming. We expect them to get their rosters up and their schedules posted. That's all different things for one person that you also just want to make sure that your kid got on the bus to make it to the game, right? Um, that the kid was eligible, that the kid was in class. Um, so I think that's probably the dirty little secret is I think we ask too much of people that we pay too little. And do you consider yourself like a technology company? I think we're probably at the intersection of technology, quickly will be subscription. We've got some FinTech in there. Uh, you know, with, with where we're headed with the financial transparency. And we're also a, a services company. Um, I think all of those things combined are hard to put in a box of like, you know, um, you know, you're not the Uber of X industry. It's also the opportunity why we could be huge because we're just building the right things for our customers with a unique business model of a large boots on the ground sales force that helps us drive adoption of new products, but also celebrating our communities, the success that they have. 
with a really robust, amazing technical team uh, and customer support and inside sales apparatus as well. And last question in terms of growth, I know that you just recently raised a round. I'm not sure if you have a next round in mind, but if you do, would you want to share it with us? Or like, what's the plan in terms of like growing and scaling? Are you planning on going to different countries, man? I'm in Mexico. I'd be happy to help you bring it up off, off to here. Uh, so what's what's in what's in the oven for uh, for Snap in the next next couple of years? Yeah, I think we're really focused on the U.S. Um, but I do believe that by virtue of building what we're building, there's a chance that it gets pulled international. Um, but we have a really big opportunity and a really important problem to solve here in the US first. Um, as far as capital raises go, I, I, you know, I don't say this because I think they may be listening. I say this in all honesty, uh, I have the best board members and the best investors anyone could ever imagine. Um, you know, you know who they are. It's, it's a Legion Park. I mean, they're, they're the investors behind, I mean, they're, they're involved in DraftKings, SeatGeek, um, Rawlings Baseball, the Lakers, the Dodgers, they want to transform, you know, the youth sports experience. Um, so if there's more to be done in terms of either acquisition or organic growth, um, i I firmly believe that if I can present and my team can present a strong case, there will be additional capital that can be raised if need be that's awesome call man i'm looking forward to it uh last question a little bit more personal um i think i saw in my online research that you were voted as the most inspirational player in college um oh wow but i wonder what inspires you uh um that you did some serious research um <laughs> What inspires me would be, that's interesting. Uh, I, think our, I think our employees, our employee happiness is really inspiring to me. Um, making sure that uh, kids feel taken care of um, and making sure that our customers, our coaches know that they're important to somebody. Um, I would like to be the company or the, the voice that says, you know, to the underappreciated high school administrators, coaches, and, and activity coordinators and, and group leaders, uh, you matter. Uh, you matter a lot to, to us and, and we're, we're here to help. I'm extremely connected to it. I, I got the loan to start the business from my high school football coach. Um, so I believe in these people that believe in us as kids. Uh, and I, you know, I want to build something that, that says thank you and pays respect to them. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy learning about the business and technology behind sports, make sure you subscribe to the Sports Tech Biz newsletter. I'll leave the link in the show notes. See you all next week. Bye-bye.